Section 3. The Needed Preparation Young Men in the Ministry Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. There must be no belittling of the gospel ministry. No enterprise should be so conducted as to cause the ministry of the word to be looked upon as an inferior matter. It is not so. Those who belittle the ministry are belittling Christ. The highest of all work is ministry in its various lines, and it should be kept before the youth that there is no work more blessed of God than that of the gospel minister. Let not our young men be deterred from entering the ministry. There is danger that through glowing representations some will be drawn away from the path where God bids them walk. Some have been encouraged to take a course of study in medical lines who ought to be preparing themselves to enter the ministry. The Lord calls for more ministers to labor in his vineyard. The words were spoken, strengthen the outposts, have faithful sentinels in every part of the world. God calls for you, young men. He calls for all armies of young men who are large-hearted and large-minded and who have a deep love for Christ and the truth. The measure of capacity or learning is of far less consequence than is the spirit with which you engage in the work. It is not great and learned men that the ministry needs. It is not eloquent sermonizers. God calls for men who will give themselves to him to be imbued with the spirit. The cause of Christ and humanity demands sanctified, self-sacrificing men, those who can go forth without the camp, bearing the reproach. Let them be strong, valiant men, fit for the worthy enterprises, and let them make a covenant with God by sacrifice. The ministry is no place for idlers. God's servants are to make full proof of their ministry. They will not be sluggards, but as expositors of his word, they will put forth their utmost energies to be faithful. They should never cease to be learners. They are to keep their own souls alive to the sacredness of the work and to the great responsibilities of their calling, that they may at no time or place bring God a maimed sacrifice, an offering which has cost them neither study nor prayer. The Lord is in need of men of intense spiritual life. Every worker may receive an endowment of strength from on high and may go forward with faith and hope in the path where God bids him walk. The word of God abides in the young, consecrated laborer. He is quick, earnest, powerful, having in the counsel of God an unfailing source of supply. God has called this people to give to the world the message of Christ soon coming. We are to give to men the last call to the gospel feast, the last invitation to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Thousands of places that have not heard the call are yet to hear it. Many who have not given the message are yet to proclaim it. Again, I appeal to our young men. Has not God called upon you to sound this message? How many of our young men will enter the service of God, not to be served, but to serve? In times past, there were those who fastened their minds upon one soul after another, saying, Lord, help me to save the soul. But now, such instances are rare. How many act as if they realize the peril of sinners? How many take those whom they know to be in peril, presenting them to God in prayer and supplicating him to save them? The apostle Paul could save the early church. They glorified God and me. Galatians 1.24 Shall we not strive to live so that the same words can be said of us? The Lord will provide ways and means for those who will seek him with the whole heart. 
He desires us to acknowledge the divine superintendence shown in preparing fields of labor and in preparing the way for these fields to be occupied successfully. Let ministers and evangelists have more seasons of earnest prayer with those who are convicted by the truth. Remember that Christ is always with you. The Lord has in readiness the most precious exhibitions of his grace to strengthen and encourage the sincere, humble worker. Then reflect to others the light which God has caused to shine upon you. Those who do this bring to the Lord the most precious offering. The hearts of those who bear the good tidings of salvation are aglow with the spirit of praise. The number of workers in the ministry is not to be lessened but greatly increased. Where there is now one minister in the field, twenty are to be added. And if the Spirit of God controls them, these twenty will so present the truth that twenty more will be added. Christ's dignity and office work are in imposing such conditions as he pleases. His followers are to become more and more a power in the proclamation of the truth as they draw nearer to the perfection of faith and the love for their brethren. God has provided divine assistance for all the emergencies to which our human resources are unequal. He gives the Holy Spirit to help in every strait to strengthen our hope and assurance, to illuminate our minds and purify our hearts. He means that sufficient facilities shall be provided for the working out of his plans. I bid you seek counsel from God. Seek him with the whole heart, and whatsoever he saith unto you, do. John 2.5, Testimonies for the Church, Volume 6, pages 414-415. With such an army of workers as our youth, rightly trained, might furnish, how soon the message of a crucified, risen, and soon-coming Savior might be carried to the whole world. How soon might the end come, the end of suffering and sorrow and sin. How soon, in place of a possession here, with its blight of sin and pain, our children might receive their inheritance, where the righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever, where the inhabitants shall not say, I am sick, and the voice of weeping shall be no more heard. Psalm 37, 29, Isaiah 33, 24, 65, 19.